Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Be yourself and don't care what other people think because everyone has a different opinion about everything. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. My name is Narissa Zhang, CEO of The Bright App where we connect real people to real trainers. And I am based in California, primarily in San Francisco. I have recently joined the group and amazed at the richness of the podcast content. I listen to the show because there's so much value in hearing other women in a similar space as I am. I gain new knowledge, understanding, and new perspectives and encouragement from this group of like-minded women. You can find the Bright app on social media at at Bright Fitness app. You can also find my personal Facebook account, Narissa Zhang. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Lately, I've been really focusing on my exercise routine. I know it's kind of like, not kind of, it's completely a weird world we're living in. And it makes us kind of, it makes it really easy to say, you know what, just F it. I'm just going to wait till this whole thing is over to resume my life. But the thing is, like, our life is right now, right? And we all deserve to live in our most vibrant state. And I, I was just kind of like, processing my thoughts last night on I started walking 10,000 steps a day I, I've been tracking it with the motive fitness tracker and I'm sure you could track it with your phone or Apple watch or whatever gadget you have and it really gives you time to like just kind of decompress and like process life and um in thinking about that I was thinking about how going slow with intention is a lot more efficient than going fast And we're taught like in the entrepreneurial world, hustle hard, hustle harder, sacrifice this, don't sleep. Like P. Diddy even said, I'll sleep when I'm dead, whatever, all this stuff, right? But like it's inefficient and it's even been proven that multitasking is inefficient. We have to be really intentional with our going slow and going slow doesn't actually mean being slow. It just means acting with intention and taking that space. So even like exercise, I don't know why, but before quarantine, it felt so 
complicated to me. <laughs> like it felt like, oh, there's too many options. There's too many exercises. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to eat. There's too many blah, blah, too many this. And then in going slower, I just kind of like, I'm like, you know what? Let me just like get 10,000 steps in. And some days I'll do that like really dorky power walking thing. Like I'm actually walking right now. And then some days I will just like chill with it. And I just listen to my podcast and that is a form of exercising. Like it doesn't have to be so crazy. And I know in quarantine, we can't be around people. And I literally just go to an empty parking lot and just walk around the parking lot like a zillion times. And it's not boring. It's just, it's super chill. It's nice to be outside. And I was afraid to leave my place for a while. So like it took a, a minute to like, build up the nerves to even like <laughs> leave my house but to each of your own I also created um like a little like yoga mat area in my living room that's like my dedicated workout and I just do like there's this uh, iPhone app called six pack promise six minute ab workouts a day I've been doing those like super simple but I'm seeing amazing results like I'm thinning out I'm leaning out I'm feeling healthy and the best part is that exercise releases three chemicals, I can't remember what they are right now, but natural kind of like dopamine and something else and something else. And it literally like changes my brain chemistry and makes me feel better. It's really incredible. Anyway, so there are a lot of different points in this, but essentially go slow with intention in order to go fast because it's more efficient and keep shit simple. All right, enjoy the episode. Women in Tech podcast celebrating women in tech around the world. So, so excited for our next guest. I am kind of like fangirling. She is amazing. She's coming at us from Amsterdam. She's Brazilian and she is just like off the hook on social media. She posts the most clever, amazing, dev-related social posts on TikTok, on Instagram. She's so engaging, so funny, so relatable. She needs to be so famous soon. Hello, Bia. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do. Hey. Um, my name is Bianca and I'm a front-end developer. I'm Brazilian living in Amsterdam. I am also on social media as so Dev, and I love to share my passion for development and try to help other people also, let's say, in the journey as the developers, but also as women in tech. It's very important to, you know, represent another women in tech and let they know that there are women in tech and that, you know, that is also the place. You guys need to check out all of her social handles on TikTok, like I said, on Instagram. Are you on other platforms too? Do you do the Facebook or Twitter or are you mainly Instagram and TikTok? Mainly Instagram and TikTok. I also have a YouTube channels, but I'm not so... Um, Active. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So search B like Bianca. So B-I-A-D-E-V is her handle. So at B-I-A-D-E-V. We'll include it in the show notes as well, of course. But man, she is awesome. We share so many of them because they're hilarious. They're amazing. Let's get into your journey, Bia. Like when did you first discover that you love technology? I have to be honest, I always did. I always liked it. I am. Uh, I was always actually 
indirectly working with that because my father he had this uh informat inf yeah uh, computer store where we had to always deal with computers you know and had hardwares and this kind of things and softwares was always cool but i actually i always thought it wasn't for women it was in some way in my head that it was a man thing so I, was, I liked it, but I was not actually into it until when I was 26 years old, uh, I had to learn HTML and CSS in university. And I was really excited to do it and to learn it, you know, and, you know, maybe I, I, I kind of feel intelligent or, you know, like a powerful thing. And actually it wasn't good as I expected. I got this terrible teacher who thought that to me it wasn't for me that actually triggered something me like all right i will show you that i can do it and i will do it and that was when i really started to get involved with coding and fell in love with it when did you start to utilize social media to express your passion for technology uh, i was already in social media but i didn't find my passion or my voice it wasn't yet what i wanted and when i found my first job as a developer i had really no experience at all with development i had some you know knowledge but no experience and when i found my first job i was like so grateful i did that i was like okay now i have to emerge on all kinds of tech things. And the first place I went to look for it was Instagram. And then I think I did some hashtag development or front end development or something like that. And then I saw those fantastic women already there. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do too. And then I started doing it, just post a picture, you know, told I was there, starting for the first time and the developer community is so awesome uh it was an instant success when you say the developer community do you mean the global developer community or is there a specific community that you hang out with online where you feel really connected for sure the global uh community because when you start you actually you are kind of alone, you know, in my, at least in my case, I was alone. I didn't know another developers, you know, uh, around me. So I went to look for them on the internet. And then you were like, oh, this one is from Canada. This one is from America. This one's from Brazil. And that one is from, you know, from Netherlands. I was like really amazed by the amount of people that are actually developing and, you know, making it real on Instagram as well. And I want to get more into how you cultivated your expertise to become the developer you are today. What goes into thinking about the type of social posts that you're going to create? Because you really capture the life of being a developer, but in such a relatable, engaging way. So what goes into your thought process when you're creating a post? How long do they take you? How do you make your posts so relatable? 
Uh, what I try to know, what I like to do is help another people, but I'll show another people how things really are in the development life. So I always try to teach people something, you know, but it's not every single day that I'm learning something as well. So I find it sometimes really difficult to pass that to other people too. And when I cannot really find something valuable to teach another people, I, you know, tell a little bit about my day because maybe something in my day will be relatable to those people. You know, they were like, oh, that happened to me too. Or, yeah, I, I didn't even know that kind, those kind of things happened or that you went to those kind of things. I have the same problems here. When people connect to you, you connect to people back. It's really awesome to discover how the life for others are. So I always try to make this, you know, one day I teach you some people and another day I'm like, all right, I want to tell it about my day to day. And sometimes I have nothing to say, but yes, people are there and it's really awesome. It's so cool. And how much time do you invest in creating the social post? Does it take you a lot of time? Uh, depends a little bit of kind of social post I'm taking, but because the more the most information I want to put on it, it takes more time. So sometimes I'm really like 30 minutes busy with making one post, and sometimes it go faster. It go like 10, 20 minutes. The making of the pictures also take a lot of time, and to be honest, time is not something I really have. Uh, you know, because I, I, I work almost full time. I still study university. I have a kid. I still have to learn a lot in order to continue working, you know. And then what I do, I, you know, take a time on my week to only prepare those posts for Instagram and also on TikTok. Let's get into your journey. Walk us through what your day to day looks like now. Now it depends a little bit, but mostly it's like I I wake up and I go work and I come home. I would take care of my child, you know, like <laughs> give him to eat and this kind of things. And when he goes to bed, I am going to code again. So uh, it's basically it. <laughs> Walk me through the journey of like when you first started, like discovered you can pursue technology. What were your first steps to become educated in that world to start exploring it? When I first had my contact with uh, HML and CSS, it was pretty basic. And uh, only school, it wasn't enough. So because I was so curious about that, I went to learn myself. So I started to watch a lot of videos on YouTube and I started to make some projects on that too. And then I found a guy, an instructor on YouTube who was really good and it was offering his course also in Udemy uh, because in Udemy it was more complete. So I went to Udemy and I'm there now for like forever. When I wanted to get educated on something, it's YouTube and Udemy mostly. It's so interesting how important it is to make aware of the resources that exist of the online education so that we can know to access it. Where did you say that you found the Udemy course? Like, how did you discover Udemy? 
I discovered with Udemy uh, via this instructor on YouTube. So I was following his course, but what he did was to put the basic course on uh, YouTube. And if you wanted to go through the rest of the course or to get it more advanced, then you go to Udemy. Let's fast forward to now in your career, like all started with a YouTube video and then a Udemy course, and now you're doing it professionally. What did that look like when you first had the opportunity to do it professionally? Um, now I, I knew the basics, of course. I didn't know a lot. And I learned it actually a lot by doing, and I had really a lot of uh, support from people who were there already. He teach me a lot, to be honest. And if I compare with what I know now, it's amount of things I learned in one and a half years is really a lot. And yeah. How did you find that first work opportunity? It was actually on Instagram. Look at that on Instagram. (laughs) Yes, it was actually on Instagram because uh, when I was uh, pregnant of my uh, baby boy, uh, I got fired where I was working and then I decided, okay, now I we started to make a career. So I started to study a lot to become a front-end engineer, but I wasn't sure if it wasn't for me yet. So I was between that and marketing. So what I did, I went to search for some people who wanted like a website or they wanted me to uh, make their social media su- uh, a success uh, for free. So I could build a portfolio and then I started to show the portfolio on Instagram. And then in one of those portfolio, I used a hashtag of the place where I live and my boss found me there and contacted me through LinkedIn. And that was uh, how I found actually my first job. It's so interesting. So through hashtags and Instagram, and the content you're creating, someone reached out. To, that's crazy. And is that the company that you're still with today? Yes, this is still the same company. And what about the culture in the company attracts you to working for that company? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. What about the culture in the company attracts you to working for that company? Well, the company is a startup. So what I love the most about that is that there is a hierarchy, but there isn't like I am the boss and you have to do what I do. My boss is actually a leader and he powers me to, you know, do my best to and work side to side. And that's what I love the most about the company. And I love to ask everybody this question. What's one huge obstacle you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? If I wanted to work here in the Netherlands, I'm not really in uh, the the most high or how can I explain it? I'm not in the most favorite groups. I am a woman and 
I am uh, someone who doesn't speak it, the language perfectly. I can speak Dutch fluently. Doesn't mean that I can speak it perfect though. I am always the one who everyone looks and say, yeah, you cannot do it. Forget it. It's not possible. You see, if you want to find a job, you have to have a, a diploma and you have to have a degree and you don't have a degree. So why do you think you would find a job? Because if we Dutch cannot find a job without a degree, you, foreigner, won't find it too. You don't even speak the language perfectly. Well, I did. I found a job. I not only found the job, but I also grew pretty fast in the job. I started actually as a front-end developer, but to be honest, I am also I also do some back-end development. And on top of that, I am also an IT pro project manager. So, you know, it goes so fast why everybody looks at me and say, you cannot do it. So I think it's the, the biggest obstacle that I overcame in my journey as a front-end developer. I love that. I absolutely love that. One of the selfish questions I like to ask is, uh, what is your favorite tech tool? Oh, this is a really good question also, to be honest. I don't even have a one, but I really love how VS Code works. It's like a simple... Oh, VS Code, like it's VSCO, right? Uh, Which one is it? A VSCO VS app? Code. No. No, no, no. This is Visual Code Studio. Oh, Visual Code Studio. Nice. How does it work? Well, it's it's just like an idea um to code, but it's so simple and it works. There's no moment I had a problem with that. I tried some ideas before it and I didn't like them. And this one works just perfectly. It's actually my bay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's making a heart right now. I love it. <laughs> Have you been featured on a podcast before? Yes, a uh, time Yay! ago. It, it was in a podcast in Brazil, but it's a time ago. No, it counts. It's very interesting to hear how many people have been on one and how many people haven't. I always hope that everybody will listen to the show and like, you know, like contact all my guests to feature them too. Like this is how like they'll find all their guests, you know? <laughs> and what is a piece of advice that has really stuck with you over the years? Something that you think all the listeners would really gain value in, in hearing as well? Well, one piece of advice that I, when I started to follow, I became much more much, much happier uh, is really be yourself and don't care what other people think because everyone has a different opinion about everything. And just because people don't have the same opinion that you have about something or a good opinion about you doesn't mean they are wrong or right, doesn't mean that they have their opinion. And if it's not disrespectful, you know, it's just okay. It's just no, let it go if people don't like you or they don't have a good opinion about you or they don't agree with you yourself and just let it go. It's really okay. And it's actually a health too, right? I mean, there must be room for discussion in, in, in life. You mentioned being a mom and being married. Like, how do you maintain being a driven leader and like taking care of yourself and a partner and a mom, like, can you give us any tips on time management? 
Well, what I do, I uh, I create priorities. And for example, when I am with my child, I am 100% with him. I won't stay on internet or studying or working or doing something else. And when I'm working, I am 100% working. I think one of the most important things I learned in this time management thing is you cannot do anything. That's it. So don't feel guilty if you are not able to study today because you're not feeling well or because things just went in another way that you expected because that's how life is. And just make sure you make your priorities and that you, you know, do it. Just do it. Don't keep posting things ahead. You know, what I love about what you said is related to your child. You said, you know, when I'm with my child, I'm with my child. And I think even even taking it outside of being a mom, I kind of related it to self-care. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough attention and prioritize self-care. And it's kind of like if this is your few hours or your hour of self-care, don't do anything else but meditate or rest or wash your face or whatever it is that you're doing for self-care. Like prioritize self-care too. Like you are important to be scheduled as well. Yes, for sure. And doing nothing else. It's like that is not when you're relaxing and meditating is not the time to check emails in tandem to your meditation. (laughs) Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you haven't shared? (laughs) that's a good question Um, yeah I think I I really wanted to encourage girls out there you know to uh, if you want to start on tech just do it it is not easy there is still a lot of sexism there is still a lot of difficult things especially for women but don't let them you know win from you because you have really to show people out there that you can do it and you can do it. I love it. One thing I think I've never asked anybody this before, but I want to ask you because like I said, you're, the way you express yourself online really inspires me. What do you want to stand for in the world? Like what, what do you want this symbol of you to be? Like when someone experiences your videos or, or meets you, what do you think that you stand for in the big picture? Have you thought about that? Actually, I, I thought about that uh, one year ago when I had this first uh, Instagram account who actually got deleted by Instagram. Really? Why? Yes, I, I had like uh, almost 22,000 followers. And one day I just logged in and it was gone. And I tried my best to get it back. I, I didn't get it back. And the reason Instagram gave is that I was being a fake is trying to be some someone else so no. i think someone reported it and you know it it was gone and uh wow well, i had to start over again and you know things go good again but yeah well and when i was at the, that account I, I i i was just this person starting on tech you know, uh, I wasn't uh, really too much on, okay, I, I'm here to learn too. But one thing I have realized a lot with this new account is how difficult it is for women to to stand for themselves in tech. Because if you're beautiful, men will think, okay, uh, you're beautiful. You you cannot be a developer. I got so many, so many times, like, you're too beautiful to be a developer. Like, one thing has nothing to do with another. 
And uh, I also got uh, many times like, uh, you know, saying that I won't be more than this, that I won't be more than a JavaScript developer or that I'm uh, not doing important things or that I'm faking, that I'm coding because I'm on Instagram telling me why what other people are doing, you know, the important things and this kind of bullshit. But the thing is, I am someone who will actually stand for it. I, I will say, you know, I, I will be angry and I will raise my voice. But a lot of women won't. And the problem is, a lot of women, they don't have the same reach that we have on Instagram, and they don't see that those kind of things also happen to another women. And because of that, they give up. These last times, I got a lot of message from another woman saying, oh, thank you very much for sharing, because I also went through the same kind of thing. And I even thought I was a problem, and I was like, I wanted to give up. And I even start, stopped posting on Instagram about tech because what he said. And then I was like, all right, <laughs> that's what I have to be. I have to be someone who another woman have to look to and see, okay, it is difficult, but she's doing it so I can do it too. The message that we stand for, I believe in a philosophy called silent mentorship, where just how we show up day to day, we are silently mentoring those around us. And I feel like you're such a perfect example of that. Like I said, you guys, I'm such a fan of Bia's work. Like it's just, it's so rad. So check out Bia on social media at B-I-A, like Bianca, B-I-A-D-E-V. And thank you so much, Bianca, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. I have been looking forward to this interview for weeks. I think it is so cool. One thing that, that I didn't ask, I think a final question is, you're Brazilian and you moved to Amsterdam. Would you feel comfortable sharing us why the move? And yeah, are you there? Are you in Amsterdam forever now? Yes, of course. I, I came to Amsterdam because of my husband. So uh, I met my uh, husband, who, at that time, of course, my boyfriend. I always wanted to leave Brazil and go live abroad, you know, just leave the, the challenge. And well, when I met him, I came to Amsterdam and I started working here. And uh, a couple of years later, we married. Pia, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Remember to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech at womenintechvip.com. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight to the Facebook group. Bye. Bye. Uh, my name is Bianca and I am Biadev on Instagram. I am a front-end developer. I am based on Amsterdam, on the Netherlands, and we're listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world 
blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turn. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.